Welcome to First Presbyterian Church of Evanston. This Sunday sermon was given by Reverend Amanda Goldbeck. If you'd like more information about First Presbyterian Church of Evanston, please visit firstpresevanston.org. Our scripture reading today is from Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2, verses 1 through 21, which you will find in the New Testament section of your pew Bibles on page 112 or on screen. Please join me in a prayer for illumination. Holy Spirit, your love crosses cultures and draws all to hear and meet the living God. Infuse with your presence this day the reading and hearing of your inspired word, that in hearing we may be quickened anew to live for the glory of God. Acts 2, verse 1 to 21. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place, and suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear, each of us, in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, in our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others sneered and said, They are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with a leaven, raised his voice and addressed them. People of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, 
This is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days, I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Holy and most gracious God, open our hearts in this time that your spirit would move in and through us that we would hear your scripture anew and that we would be enlivened to the faith you are moving in us in new and mighty ways. Amen. To begin, I want you to take a moment and think about a time when you experienced God. Name for yourself a time where transcendence, the experience of the Holy One, was made real to you. Think of a time where something nudged you, leaving you unsettled or, or curious or energized. Is it, easy, is it easy for you to name a moment like that? Is it difficult? There is no right or wrong to this exercise. If it is easy for you, wonderful. If it is harder for you, that's okay too. These moments of, of encountering God are often defined by a spectrum of emotions or feelings. When we think back on our encounters with God, maybe we experienced a sudden moment of great peace or equally great excitement and energy. Maybe it was a sense of clarity or a push or a pull towards something that we couldn't articulate. Maybe it was an overwhelming sense that what we see and touch and smell has another dimension that is greater than what we engage with day to day. Whether it is easy or hard for you to name a moment where you have experienced God, I am going to confidently venture that you wouldn't be here today or joining us online if there wasn't some moment even if very brief, where the Spirit of God moved 
and you sensed it. And if you're visiting today, I especially invite you to consider what role the Spirit played in bringing you to this place for such a time as this. Today, as you've heard in the service, is Pentecost Sunday. The scripture explains when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. And all, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. We are told that all who witnessed and experienced this sudden multilingual interpretive event were amazed and perplexed. And they asked one another, what does this mean? This is the question that we wrestle with still today. What does Pentecost mean? What does it mean for us individually as Christians? What does it mean for us as the body, the church? There are some aspects of faith that as disciples today, I think we have a little bit of the upper hand over those first disciples hanging around at the time of Jesus. As we know, the first disciples had to live through the unfolding events of Jesus's life, death, and resurrection. They had to put one foot in front of the other, piecing together what it meant to claim their new identity of being a Christian. As disciples today, we have the upper hand, if only slightly, and that we know the larger arc of the story. While we wait on Good Friday through Holy Saturday, we do wait with an understanding that the tomb will be empty. How we engage with Jesus's prophetic words about his death and resurrection is flavored by our ability to know how things turn out. But then we encounter our text for today, the pouring out of the Holy Spirit. Suddenly we are situated just as those first disciples were. What does this mean? In our modern world, it is tempting to take the position of those in the crowd that judgmentally presumed the disciples gathered in the room were drunk. Pentecost. The gift of the Holy Spirit pushes against a great deal of our modern sensibilities. For Presbyterians, it is especially challenging to wrap our minds around because it destabilizes our trust in the systems and orderings of how we function as the body of Christ. It brings into question decently and in order, something we tend to love. As believers here in this place, in this time, what then does the coming of the Holy Spirit mean? While there are many meanings expressed through, the Pentecost, through Pentecost, there are two particular points that we can draw out today. One aspect of Pentecost is that it points 
to the underlying nature of faith and our relationship with God being that of a gift. We don't earn our relationship with God. There is nothing we can do to make God count us as God's own. The people gathered on the first Pentecost weren't focused on trying to win God's divine favor. God freely chose to send the Spirit. We see this time and time again in the narrative of faith. God comes freely to us, seeking relationship. If there is anything we need to do, it is to open ourselves to God. The Pentecost is, story is also a good reminder that God knows how to get our attention if only we don't rationalize it away. How might the Spirit be moving in your own life to bring you closer to God? How might the Spirit be moving here among us to bring us closer to God and God's call as a community? How have we ignored or downplayed or rationalized away the presence of the Spirit in our own lives or of this community? Not only does Pentecost make clear the gift that grounds our faith, but it also points us towards the reality that the gift of faith is not to be hidden away or kept to ourselves or wrapped up in a bunch of requirements or trapped in a building of all places, God empowers us to be living witnesses to the faith. The pouring out of the Spirit allowed everyone to hear in their own language and for those in the room to share the faith in ways that could be understood by others. The Spirit makes it possible for each and every one of us to be met right where we need to be met in order to experience the gift of faith. This is where we have a tendency to struggle. Even Peter seemed to know the difficulty that everyone was having, wrapping their minds around the capacity of the Spirit to move through every person with no predetermined qualifications. He explains to the crowd, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. Young, young and old, men and women, servant and free, all people will experience the pouring out of the spirit and will be transformed through it continuing to share visions and dreams and prophecies that illustrate the continued work of God in our world and lives. We can easily forget that the Spirit is what brings these diverse groups of people together. Most importantly, it doesn't bring these people together by removing difference by making them all the same. 
It brings them together through enabling understanding. In the church, we often look to Pentecost as the birthday of the capital C Christian church. It is the occasion where the believers were organized and through being anointed by the Spirit were empowered to continue the work of Christ in the world. In the midst of this formalizing of the church, it has become common for us to confuse understanding with conformity. It is easy for us to lose sight of the ever-renewing nature of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is always calling us to speak in new and different languages that will continue to reach beyond the walls and doors of the church. This requires us to be open to listening to young and to old and to men and to women, the privileged and the underprivileged, that we would be led to speak of God and God's work in the world in new and different ways. As a congregation, we are in a season of transition. I think, though, we can easily place a little too much emphasis on this, as though being in a season of transition is new or different. Receiving the Holy Spirit, accepting the gift of faith, automatically places oneself in a constant state of transition. We are forever being formed into greater likeness with Christ Jesus. If we as a congregation seek to fully embrace that which is proclaimed through Pentecost, then we have to embrace the reality that this congregation is forever in transition. We were in transition before, we are in transition now, and we will be in transition in the future. We are always being changed through the power of the Holy Spirit. It is when we begin to believe the idea that we aren't changing or shouldn't be changing that we really should begin to worry. On this Pentecost Sunday, as we are reminded once again of the ways that the Holy Spirit comes into our lives and our community, moving within us and around us to break barriers and cultivate understanding and bring us to faith, I want us to spend some time prayerfully considering where we are experiencing the Holy Spirit at work. At the beginning, I asked you to think of a time you have experienced God. I invite you now to take the paper that is included in the bulletin. It has an outline of a dove on it, which is the symbol of the Holy Spirit. During the anthem, I want you to take some time to reflect on where you are experiencing the Holy Spirit at work in your life personally, in the life of this congregation, or within the Evanston community, perhaps even beyond. Let's name together, seeking to interpret the myriad of languages through which the Holy Spirit is speaking to us. After you have filled out your paper, you are invited to take it 
and pin it on the bulletin board that is just outside the sanctuary to the left of the front desk. The bulletin board is covered with a giant picture of a tongue of fire and other artistic renderings of Pentecost. Today and in the next few weeks, take a moment to stop by the board and read what is posted there. Consider and pray and consider again the ways God is pouring into this community. Consider the ways that members of this community may be hearing a word from God about what we are being called. Consider the ways the Holy Spirit is moving, transforming you and me and each one of us. Let's faithfully embrace the gift of the Spirit as we seek to follow our God who is forever transforming us and broadening the kingdom. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.